Jordan. Hey, Dave, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, this, <laughs> can can you hear me okay? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, it's uh, Dave Thompson, and I'm here with our host, Josh Mursky. Here I am. Thank you. Um, yeah, and this is another episode of Sounds Like Autism. So um, I just want to say really quick, because I know you'll be shy about it. Today is our first episode where Josh and I are not in the same room. Yeah, big first. Uh, we are doing this through Skype. Uh, and it might, it may, based on our technology issues as of late, it may sound like our best episode ever. It or may, worst. It may, yeah, it may be <laughs> worst, worst case scenario, it's our absolute worst. And we assure you, it'll never happen again. Yeah, we hope so. Um, so, but first, just two quick um, shout outs. One shout out to Margaret. I, I told you I was going to give you a shout out earlier today. So, this is a shout out, Margaret. Um, thank you for just helping to design our logo. Everyone loves the logo. So, thank you. Um, yeah, I, 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 well, I, th- I, I just want to say, why do you think that everyone loves the logo so much? I mean, it's awesome. It's a brain with headphones. What's not to like it? I mean, it's awesome. I mean, besides it being awesome in like the way we think like Ninja Turtles are awesome, what what do you think it signifies to people? I mean, a brain is like thinking and like thinking differently and just um, the way, yeah, just thinking differently. Uh, okay, but what's the brain doing? Listen to music. Listen to us. Or maybe it has, uh, maybe the brain has some uh, sensory issues with with sound, right? So wow, some. How did how did I not think of that? Wow, I, I really. Oh, you, have... you haven't you haven't heard this? So a lot of parents are identifying with it, even though that wasn't the reason behind it. We didn't even realize it, but a, we're forgetting a lot of people that are affected by autism or related conditions have sensory issues when it comes to loud noises, and they have noise canceling headphones, or they yeah. use. Or they use music for coping, um, coping practices. So um, the headphones mean different people, different things to different people. Yeah, exactly. I man, I should have thought of that. Wow. Um, <laughs> so so wow. thanks, thank you to yeah, Margaret. Thank you, Margaret. And um, um, the second one is Sibling Society. Um, thank you guys um, for all the stuff you do with our shirts. Just thank you. Um, yeah, they're, we they're, greatly appreciate it. Sibling Society is an organization based on Long Island that um, is a kind of a support group and a networking organization for siblings of individuals that are affected by autism. And uh, their big annual fundraiser is tonight. And they are um, there. They've been nice enough to 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 uh, sell our shirts and also to um, there's a giant teddy bear. That awesome. that is the uh, the big prize for the raffles, and it's wearing a sounds like autism T-shirt, which we love. We love product placement. That teddy bear has style, so if you are going to the event, enter that raffle, <laughs> um, or just buy. You know, just go on. I mean, Shopify. yeah, buy our stuff also. But um, what else is going on in the world of 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 SLA, Joshi? <sighs> um. Well. One thing which I just I would like to bring up real fast is this is also the first episode where I'm wearing not the Mickey headphones, new headphones with a new microphone attached because I like to when I record move around a lot, but if I'm re- moving around around a lot while recording with the old microphone which we used to use, um, it pr- picks up lots of noise. So now I'm able to move around a lot, be happy, and uh, yeah, no extra noise. So 
It's better for audio. Yeah, we got we got you some fancy video game headphones with no video yeah. games. Yeah, so um, that's a big one for me. Hence why, hence why we're on Skype right now, so we can be on two different mics. And by the way, if any of our listeners um, are in the pro sound industry or know a lot about podcasting or own a microphone or audio equipment company or are just super generous, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and we're trying, to, we're trying to figure this all out and we want to make it as good as possible. We also want to do it by ourselves. We want our own equipment. We don't want to go rent studio space uh, and rent a producer. We want to do this completely by ourselves. Uh, we think that that's really important. So if anyone wants to just give us some consulting that doesn't cost $300 an hour, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And that's the quote I got for trying to figure out how to use our, our USB mics this morning. Oh, wow. That, that's a lot. Wow. That's, that's too many dollars for me. Same. Too many for me, but I'm more than happy to take them but not give them. <laughs> oh, hey, I can see you on the computer screen now. <laughs> Look at that. How do I look? How's my self-care? <laughs> I see that segue into the topic. Oh, very clever, very clever. Do you want to introduce our topic? Okay, yeah. Um, all right. Well, today's topic is self-care. Um, caring for ourselves spiritually, physically, um, hygiene, getting ready in the morning, um, going ready for bed at night, all that good um, fun stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. I, I have a couple more things that I want to bring up and ask you before we really get into it, but we're going to have fun with today's episode, um, and, and we'll present our, our, uh, our guest very soon as well. Um, but we did have a couple of questions, uh, and I know I haven't uh, given you these questions, uh, but they are from coming in from our Instagram, trickling in, make sure you follow uh, Josh and I's Instagram page, at Sounds Like Autism. Or follow along on Facebook at Sounds Like Autism uh, on Facebook, um, and and I've been putting up one of those uh, Ask Us Anything kind of widgets where people can just fill out uh, what they want to ask us, and I have a few questions if you don't mind answering them for our audience. Yeah, not at all. All right, cool. So uh, one gentleman several weeks ago uh, hit us up and asked if you have any advice for someone with autism um, that's living in like a remote area, like kind of the middle of nowhere uh, without any good services. And they, the, the reason why they, I guess they're asking us is because they know that we're based in New York and that the services that I help run and that you um, are a part of are, are so awesome. So they don't really have options like that. So they want to know what to do. Um, all right. Well, basically what I would do is if like, if you can't, first of all, if you're, if you have the luxury of moving to an area with, which has better services, that's always a plus. But assuming that that's not the case, I would recommend just you know going online, like, um, looking things up, different groups on um, social media and stuff, talking to people. Hey, um, this is my situation. Um, what did you guys do? Um, connect to like people who are like you. Um. And yeah, just go from there. Just constant communication with people. That's the great thing about social media, at least which I find is you're able to connect with like-minded people. There are always like on Facebook, for example, groups out there. If you like search up for like social or autism stuff like that, you'll find other people like you. And are you talking about like you as in someone else with autism, or are you talking about like you as in 
the same hobbies? Literally anything. That's the great part about social media. There are, if you could think it, there's probably at least one group out there on social media. Well, so, I I think it's cool that you know there's all these Facebook groups and social media groups surrounding various diagnoses and challenges, yeah. including autism, um, and all these groups for kind of smaller communities and like niche hobbies. But I think also while that's really important, and maybe if I lived in a remote area, that's what I would do. I think also you don't have to pigeonhole yourself, and we're living in a more and more inclusive society. And as far as what you do and what your social circle is like and where you work. I would I would like to hope that, um, you know, someone in a remote area doesn't need to um, necessarily find the best autism services in the world, especially if it's someone that, you know, uh, he actually reported that he identifies with with you a lot and sees a lot of himself in you. So I would hope maybe he would be able to find uh, some sort of social circle that would be accepting an understanding of his differences. Um, like I, I have one, uh, individual that I worked with that went away to school, um, went upstate to college with, with no parents for the first time and was really lonely at first. And then he made a ton of friends through Pokemon go and, you know, um, the autism stuff was separate and aside and, and he was getting a lot of his services actually on Skype with his, uh, ABA therapist and keeping in touch with me and, um, you know, whereas before he was, uh, a lot of his friends were, you know, receiving the same kind of services as him, uh, his whole social circle upstate was, was really just surrounding, uh, catching, I don't know, Charizards and, uh, Pikachus and stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's all about common interest or commonality, be it people who are looking for the same type of help as you or people who have, um, the same interests. Um, but yeah, really, Cool. So um, the next question comes from I don't remember who, and it's just what kind of music does Josh listen to? <laughs> well, um, I, I literally listen to pretty much all types. It depends on what mood I'm in, but um, rock, um, rap, uh, old school music from like 50s upwards. I, I literally listen to everything. Just depends on what type of mood I'm in. Um, I, like today, for example, in the car, today was a rock and roll type of mood day. So yeah, I was listening, I was rocking out today in the Jeep, but I don't know what tomorrow brings. <laughs> you don't listen to podcasts in the car? No, I do that too, but that's not music. No, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've kind of switched over because the radio only plays the same 10 songs over and over. Yeah, yeah that, that can be a problem. <laughs> that's what that's what's so cool to me about um mobile technologies is that you can stream everything and and you know listen to something that you haven't listened to since you were 11 years old just on your phone and with a with a wire attached to your car and that that's that it's pretty neat yeah um so actually the last question um is is the reason why we we chose this topic for today and it's how can i get my 12 year old to take better care of himself. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't follow up with this person, so I don't know exactly uh, what they meant, but it kind of ties into today's episode. So uh, that's a really general question, but we can start there. How, right. can I, how can I get my 12-year-old to start taking care of themselves, Josh? Okay, um, well, I'm going to try to break it down because I, to, if this person is listening, I don't know 
what exactly your child's not exactly doing. Let's say, for example, I'm I'm just going to start off with showers, make pretend. If um your kids say no, mom, no, dad, I don't want to shower, or if they're nonverbal, they're like really resisting. It might be because um, due to your shower head and the pressure of the water might be really like disturbing if they're to their sensory and getting sensory overload. I know um, usually whenever I go to hotels, this is the case for me because they usually have like a standard shower head and it comes down too hard for me and it really bugs me. So if possible, get a shower head, which you could adjust the settings on. And um, yeah, I think that'll solve that problem. Um, yeah, so that's, so that's really a sensory thing. And that, that breaks my yeah. heart hearing about, you know, uh, that, that we, we're not always considering that people might not be able to articulate what bothers them about certain things. And so you kind of you touched on on something really neat, and I guess we don't really know what this person meant by um, how do we get him to take better care of himself, but that could very well be a factor, and that's really important. And I think a lot of it has to do with communication issues, whether it's sensory or or a lack of understanding of of what to do or or otherwise, right? Yeah. Now, if you're talking about like um, oh, wearing the appropriate clothing like let's say you're going outside and oh the the person wears clothing and it's not very appropriate for the weather maybe it's the material um maybe that material makes a weird swooshing noise be if it's like one of those sports um pants or something or maybe if it's a really big puffy coat maybe it makes them sweat a lot i know that that happens with me and so i won't wear a big coat and Sometimes people are like, why, why aren't you wearing a big coat when it's like snowing? Well, if so, I'm going to be like heating up. So try to figure out if that is the issue, um, because that may very well be. So if the person's nonverbal, it's going to be a little harder to figure out. But try to find ways to see if you can figure out that it's most likely sensory, if, in my opinion, from what I know so far um, about this case, which is limited. What about um, what about people's cognitive abilities and ability to understand and self-manage um, their care? Or what about attention deficits? So if I if it was a ten-step process uh, or something like that, someone's morning routine, let's say. Um, like uh, Elmo has this song, and again, I have a two, uh, not even two-year-old daughter who loves Sesame Street, as you've heard in previous episodes. There is this song by Elmo, and it goes, wake up, potty time, eat and brush. <laughs> so something like that, uh, you, could, you could do a song. I think that that's really helpful, right? And what about visuals, Josh? What about like uh, social stories and visual aids? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean... You could do stuff, for example, like make pretend because, um, for example, find stuff to motivate with that. When I was um, younger, I, one of the things I used to be obsessed with, like in around middle, middle school, yeah, it was middle school, was um, Star Wars, particularly clone troopers. I remember that. So make little like for brushing teeth would be a station at, with a picture of a clone trooper. So do it like try to incorporate if they have an obsession that obsession into um, getting ready, the task, which will make it more, like, enjoyable and, like, give an incentive to start getting ready and um, for self-care. 
that's what I would think. Um, use um their interest and incorporate it into the routine. Yeah, for sure. I think that's awesome. Um, and so obviously, um, you know, I don't know how deeply you want to get into it, but you've uh, you as a child struggled with with um with self care. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what's your first memory of that kind of stuff? I I think I get the feeling based on your the advice that you're you're gearing towards that a lot of it was sensory stuff that you were. Uh, oh struggling yeah. With. I mean, literally everything I just mentioned, I have been through. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's how I'm able to like personally relate to all this and give this advice. Um, unfortunately, we didn't know all this at the time. This, but I'm just like thinking back saying hmm, if I had a time machine I could tell my younger self stuff what would I do and I would be what I'm going over now um, okay so yeah. and and what were what was the journey like for you as as things got better how did they get better do you think that your your physiology changed somehow or do you think that uh, you just uh, what what were your coping strategies what what and or do you just still struggle with it today? What what's your journey like? Just t- talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, I get. I mean, I've gotten much better. Um, again, like if let's say I go to a hotel or um, when I was in one of the, uh, college program once with the shower and stuff, it was hard because of the sensory issue with the water. That that was difficult. And um, when I first got my new apartment I had to have um the shower head taken off and put a new one on because um the one they had on pretty much it if it was like pelting you. So it was just it was no good. So that had to happen immediately the removal. But yeah, it's still I mean, every now and then it every, you'll like I'll start walking, I'll like, oh wait, no, I forgot. I need to go back and brush my teeth. So, like, some things you, you just need to, like, really just really put in the effort to make sure that doesn't slip to the back of your mind. Keep putting it in the front of your mind. And I'm not going to lie, it is very hard. And anyone who says it's easy, well, I don't know what they're talking about. It, it's hard, but you have to have determination uh, and do it. But, and also, but also sometimes if you need to have reminders around the house, like, lots of times to me, I used to walk out of my house and down my apartment without my keys. Now, what do I do? I have a system where I have a bowl, and I put my car keys, my phone, my wallet, all that stuff there. So I have all my um, ready-to-go things there, and I do not leave the house without it. Yeah, that that's super, super important. Um so this morning when uh, we met at 8 a.m., I put a piece of paper in front of you with what? Uh, a self-care assessment. All right. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I introduce it. So uh, I Googled self-care assessment. Maybe we'll post a screenshot. Um, it comes from a major university. We'll post a screenshot on uh, the Facebook. But um, we took this really cool self-care assessment um, and we didn't look at each other's scores. So uh, it's out of 150 and I took it and Josh took it. 
Um, and it goes through, you know. Wait, it's uh, 150? Oh, boy. <laughs> so um, we both took it. It focuses on everything from hygiene to questions like, do you take at least a half hour to yourself of free time a day? Um, are you in touch with your with your mindfulness and your spirituality, if that applies, and things like that? Um, and uh, do you want to go first and reveal your number out of 150, or should I? Should I? Go, should I? Do you want me to go first? Would that make you feel better? Uh, yeah, because mine's not that good. Yours is bad. Yeah. Okay, I got a 50 out of 150. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now I feel good. I got a 58. So. Really. Yeah. Yep. But, okay, I'm not the worst one. So okay. good. Good for you, man. Look at you with those eight points. I wonder where you where you got them from me. <laughs> <laughs> so that just shows you, that even though you know we can dish out advice, but that doesn't necessarily mean we we take the advice. Um, we all we all should be better about self care. Uh, we we do. Josh and I do think it's super super important, and I think that this is a little bit of an inspiration to us, right, Josh, to to try to. Uh, get a little bit better about this stuff? Yeah, um, a little bit of a wake-up call. I mean, yeah, if that was a test, I would have just felt it. Yeah, it's a 33 and a third out of, uh, or mine's a 33 and a third out of 100. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, I, I, that's, that's, really, that's really neat that we can kind of put ourselves out there and, and talk like this. Um and and I, I think that people get a lot from your honesty and from your insight, um, as as I always say, because uh, you know most people listening are are a little bit earlier maybe in the journey um, than you are and your mom is um, for all the moms listening, and and so you know hearing from someone like you is super important, and they don't come across you know this kind of insight every day. And that's what we keep hearing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you all you for who say that that really means a lot. And I do this free to just solely just help out all of you guys out there. Um, that's what this is all about. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, keep those questions coming and requests for episode topics. We get a lot of them. We really appreciate it. Um, and the, the, the email for now, it sounds like autism at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us there or on Facebook or Instagram, and we are, um, currently building a .com website where you'll be able to, uh, to contact us and ask questions and, and we can't wait to hear from you. Right, Josh? Yeah. I see our online presence is growing. Yeah, for love sure. It. Love it. Love I, it. Love it. Um, we, I actually was texting you early in the morning, the other morning, cause we've been getting some pretty big names following us and I don't know where it's coming from. It's really exciting. Um, but to, to bring on our, our uh, a friend of the show, uh, let me just introduce our good friend, Gretchen Leary. Uh, Joss is going to take the driver's seat and just go Skype her right now and do this interview solo, partially due to our technical issues, but partially partially due to the fact that he doesn't need me really to, to, to do this stuff. A lot of the nope. time when he, when he <laughs> a lot of the time when he when he when he's doing inter- when he's doing interviews, he's better off uh, without me over his shoulder. So I'm going to go get a drink of water and uh call my wife and josh is going to speak with our good friend gretchen leary from uh calm boston uh she's a a great friend uh, a big supporter of ours from the beginning and she has a really really cool project going on that involves self-care so um 
without further ado, um, Josh, you can go call Gretchen. All right, so here I have Gretchen Lirion. Um, Gretchen, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, great to have you on. Um, so I've heard a lot of really, really great things about you. Um, I have a couple of cool questions. Is that right if I ask you? Sure. All right. Um, first one is, how did you first react when you were first diagnosed on the autism spectrum? And how old were you? Um. So I was 23 years old when I was diagnosed. Um, the diagnosis was Asperger's syndrome at the time. And I know that that's kind of evolved into autism yeah. spectrum disorder. But for me, I mean, I, I think that at first I felt really sad, but then I kind of saw it as a way to learn and grow and to become like a better version of myself, that I was the same woman who walked into that room that got the diagnosis as I was when I walked out, but I was a little bit better informed on, you know, how to work on things I was struggling with. Wow. Yeah. So you were also like diagnosed just like me. Yeah. That, that's um, kind of how I felt also. Like I didn't understand at first and I was like very upset also. So, wow. Um, welcome to the club of late diagnoses, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. All right, so, at what point um did you realize that um you wanted to become an autism advocate? Uh, pretty quickly, I decided that I really wanted to do um advocacy. It, it was something. Maybe it might have been about a year. Um, I met somebody after starting on Twitter and like starting an account on Twitter, and then a blog, and then um. A lot of like my a lot of the momentum grew because she and I did this campaign. My friend, like this girl that I connected with, um, we connected and we tried to do a 30 day campaign to get Ellen DeGeneres's attention, which didn't work out. And then I wrote a letter to Josh Groban on my blog and shared it on Twitter and then he shared it and it got me thinking like I could you know, really get, I could really speak to a lot of people. So that was right around the time that I wrote my first children's book. Oh, um, wow. Um, yeah. So you're also an accomplished author also. That That's pretty awesome. Thank so, you. Yeah. All right. Um, in what form or forms do you advocate? So um, let's see. I, so I'm the author of uh, really the two children's books called really, really like me and the quiet bear. And mm -hmm. I am also a life part-time life coach for individuals with autism spectrum disorder. Um, uh, because oh, wow. I, because I, you know, I took a course on, um, becoming a life coach specifically for those with autism. And I am also the founder of a new nonprofit called Boston Com. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, also, for anyone, listeners who do want to know, um, where can our listeners buy your books? So they're available on lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, or Amazon. But I, I definitely encourage people to order them from lulu.com. They use a different printer, and it seems to be better quality. So, 
I also have it on sale right now on Lulu, so it should be a better price. All right. Well, we are going to post a link for that on our Instagram and Facebook. So okay. don't worry. Um, Hopefully you'll get some more sales out of that. So That would be okay. great. All right. Um, so how do you feel how we and the individuals on the spectrum in a public eye can change the way the mainstream society views those with autism? Um, hmm. I think that, do you mean, who do you mean by we? Do you mean like you and like, I or? Yeah, people like, like you, I, uh, and other people who are like in the, in a position where like we can voice, um, we can give like the mainstream, like those without a voice, a voice. Okay. Um, I've always said that like, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I do feel like I can offer encouragement to others on the spectrum and maybe like even just offer some hope to some others that feel alone. Um, that's usually what comes to mind because I know that so many of us have different opinions uh, we're all different people, right? So yeah. we all have different opinions and we have different views and, and even those as like, as a whole, um, like all of us that are on the spectrum, we all have different ways of communicating and learning as well. So, um, I guess I try to offer my story in the hopes that other people will say like, wow, I feel understood or like I'm not alone that's usually my goal and mission is to help others and that's kind of what my nonprofit does too so so basically like have people feel like a connection or a link to your story and if they're like hey if I if this person is like me then maybe I could take a path which is similar to that and end up on a positive route yeah um just like th those I mean growing up before my diagnosis I always felt really alone and misunderstood and I would have loved to have had somebody by my side or somebody to look up to saying like, Hey, I've been through it too. And you're not alone. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, I totally know that feeling. <laughs> um, all right. So I know that and Dave sent you a self-care assessment. Did you see it? I did. I took it. How did you do? I I know I didn't do too well. I did like I'm I'm just gonna say I'm in the high fifties, so I I didn't do too good. Yeah, I got a, a sixty-two, so I was not impressed with myself <laughs> because <laughs> I, I I I meditate almost every day and I work out a lot and I so I thought you know I was like oh I'm gonna do really well on this and uh, nope not at all. <laughs> yeah, I me mean, one of the things which got me is when I said the thing about junk food. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm yep, not gonna <laughs> do well on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. Um, so and another quick question. So, do you have any sensory issues involving self care? Because earlier uh, on in the episode, I I started talking about like how shower heads and sometimes the water pressure coming down uh, can affect some individuals with sensory issues. Um, do you have anything like that if you want to discuss? And if so, um, okay. Do you, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm very particular about 
uh, my clothing getting wet. I don't mind swimming and I don't mind, you know, like getting in the shower, but I don't like the feeling at all of my hair getting my shirt wet or if like my clothes are damp for any reason, it make I'm very uncomfortable. So it can make it a little bit difficult because then it means I have to really dry my hair. Um, it's just kind of like, it sounds like it wouldn't be a big deal, but it can feel like a big deal. It can, it can, um, make me very anxious if my clothes are damp at all. Oh, no. Yeah. I I could see that. I could understand that. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I never even thought of that one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Learn something new every day, I guess. That's right. Um, Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, well, that's about all the questions I have written here on my little ask um, question list. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so thank you for um, coming on and stuff. Dave wants to know if you have any questions for us. Uh, what are your biggest sensory issues? Like oh, when it God. comes to when it comes to like self care or working out or like exercise. Well, the working out one, I'll just stop you there because that's non-existent. It should be, but it's non-existent. I always like to joke around and say, "I'm in shape because rounds a shape." So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, my my big my biggest um one of those issues is when like if I go to a hotel, for example. Or uh, a place if I need a shower, and if they have one of those shower heads where the water comes out, but like at a certain pressure, mm-hmm. like it is really uncomfortable for me. Like drives me nuts. So I I, I have to say that easily tops it easily. Um, and uh, yeah. Do you have any other questions? I want to know what Dave got on the assessment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave, she wants to know what you got on the assessment. 50? Yeah, yeah, Dave did pretty bad. I mean, (laughs) I I did bad too, but I beat you a little bit. I beat you a little bit. (laughs) All right. Well, um, so I just want to say um, thank you again for um, coming on. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. How was it, bud? Oh, it was great. Um, We spoke about a bunch of wonderful things. But one thing which we forgot to re- tell the um, listeners about, which I re- think they should know, is her organization known as Boston Com. Boston Com delivers things such as care packages to individuals on the spectrum. These include items such as weighted blankets. I use weighted blankets, by the way. They're awesome. And sunglasses and other things help out sensory issues. I really appreciate Boston Com also for carrying our card, my business card for SLA. Thank you. And, yeah, um, it, well, it's a great it's a great resource. Just like a weighted blanket is for some, uh, your business yeah. card might be for others. And that's um, bostoncom.org. Um, and yeah. she, it, her her new website is awesome. And she's actually gonna she's actually helping us build our website. So thank you so much to Gretchen. Yeah, Gretchen, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate all the support and all the help. All right, awesome job doing that interview alone, dude. Um, 
And I, yeah, I guess I got you. we I got to wrap it up and get home. So uh, have an awesome weekend, bud. And uh, don't forget yeah. to don't forget to lock up the office. All right. <laughs> okay. And thank you all for listening to another wonderful episode. Of Sounds like autism. Have a wonderful week, and we will speak to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.